Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 postgame show, part of the Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler Sweeney. Tyler, Pirates win. Look at that. <laughs> they, they won a game. Do it. They won this a game. What, our second win on Pittsburgh Baseball Now? I don't remember the first one. I think the first one was when you and I were doing it. The last time I think you and I did a show together, right, was the first one. I don't think they so, won. They did win. Right? Who did they defeat? I gotta look at the schedule now. I don't know. It's been a blur. It's been a long time. Their last win was Wednesday. Yeah. When they beat right? St. That was Lewis. the day before I left to go to Tampa. So yeah, that was the last time you and I did the show. I was not on that day. I think it was you and Jim. Are you sure? Yeah. That was you and Jim. Okay. That was Jim and I. So, so Jim showed up finally that, that yeah. on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Nice of him yeah, he show showed up. up Wednesday and Thursday. Then he took another sabbatical. Uh, okay, gotcha. Then it was Jim and I who did it. So then, fine. I apologize. I take that back. So this is the first time you and I have done Correct. a win. Correct. Okay. This is my first win. Well, with that said, congratulations on your first win doing the show. Uh, congratulations for the Pirates having another win. Thank you a in lot. Forever. Winning, and uh, congratulations to Jack Sawinski, who clearly the show is going to be about today because right. three home run night. I mean, not only did he have two home runs during the game, right? But then, as we'll talk here, but the, the Giants tie it up, right? They give a home run on Bednar. Bednar, it's three to three. And I don't know about you, Tyler. No, I do know about you. But I myself am mm-hmm. a little under the weather. I came home with a sore throat, feeling kind of drained. It's Father's Day. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. I really want this to end. I was praying for a Jack Sawinski third home run, which just wasn't going to happen. But please, like, can we just get this game over with so I can do the post game show and be done with this and not go to extras? Even more than that, I I was at my parents' house for Father's Day and I stayed for the whole game. And I was like, if they go into extras and I have to stay here another hour, (laughs) right? Please, just somebody win this game. That's how I felt. Just please do it. Come on, Jack. You're, I mean, you're probably our best hope, you know, and you're the first guy up. So a home run will do it. Have a third. He did it. I'll tell you, man. Like, so coming into the game, I want to say, so Jack Sawinski, since June 10th, right, which is a slew of what, two, four, six, eight, nine games, nine games, he's got a, 115 batting average, a 13 weight runs grade plus. I mean, you can say he's definitely been in a slump. Yeah. <laughs> All gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. All gone. Yeah. You know what? I just look back at whenever he came up, and some guy on this podcast said, you know what? He's got a little bit of pop in that bat. And one of the dumb co-hosts on this show said, he has pop. I mean, he, he hit a home run off Yadier Molina. Good for him. 
And I was like, he's got some pop in the bat on a team that really needs some power. I mean, I, seriously, isn't Jim an idiot? What a dumb dumb to say that. Well, that's irrelevant to the point, but you're correct. <laughs> so what, Tyler? So what that I didn't totally believe in this power? But that WRC plus jump he took today was mighty. Yes. What's he coming into it? Now? Is that what you said? Yep. He was a 94 heading into this game, so 6% below average. He leaves this game with a 118. He leaves it 18% above average. So in one game, I mean, what, what a freaking ridiculous swing. Which is also why don't buy into the small sample sizes we see. True. With a lot of things. Stay Correct. away from small sample size as far as making decisions on people. Dum-dums. But anyways... Unless I, are, unless I already have the opinion like a Marcano, and then you guys decide you're going to take that small sample size and tell me that he's this God Almighty yeah. next if wave. If you have a body of work to also represent, then sure. If he's been terrible and there's a stretch where he's terrible, I'm probably going to lean to the terrible. But if someone's been good and there's maybe, I don't know, 31 plate appearances with even bad – I'm probably going to buy more into the overall career numbers than, I don't know, this little stretch. But I digress. Well, I'm just saying, you and Jim bought fully in on Marcano. Well, I was just holding no, my stock. Tell me I bought in on Marcano. I, no, listen, I'm still bullish as can be. leery on Marcano. But I'm giving him some of the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's showing me some stuff here. So I'm intrigued. I'm going to give him every opportunity to keep going. That was my All take right. on Marcano. I all right, With I the Sawinski stuff, again, I was I was also leery on this power. You know, he had it for that half a season with the Padres, double-A, came over to Altoona, didn't really display it. Yes, one of his home runs was off Yadier Molina, so I don't count that. But, um, I mean, I'm eating my words. I'm taking it back. He now leads, once again, 11 home runs, all NL rookies. I mean, the guy is showing he's a major leaguer. We're still defining what – what role he will be in the major leagues, but he's a major leaguer. Great defense. Yeah. He's definitely got the power. We'll see how that bat plays out. It's been a little bit shaky. He made a very, very bad play today. However, he hit three home runs, so I can overlook it. There you go. So are you saying, like, I don't know, if you hit three homes in a game, maybe shortstop defense isn't that important? <laughs> Correct, yeah. Okay. A lot happened today. Well, we'll also get to that. Oh, baby, so much happened today. This is way more than just a post-game show. I completely forgot that Mitch Keller pitched. And it started so very we, bad. We gave our props to Swinsky. We can move on. Yeah, we're good there. Okay. So, sounds good to me. So let's do it. Mitch, Mitch Keller day. What was your take on him? Mr. Pitching Yinza. <laughs> First inning. It was a whole lot of, Oh shit. We're back to the old Mitch Keller. And he proved that he's not back to the old Mitch Keller because the old Mitch Keller would have shit down his leg and it would have been a 50-pitch first inning. There's no way he would have got through six. <laughs> and, I mean, somehow he put together a good outing. And I think in the last – since his move to the bullpen, he's he might have a sub-three ERA with good peripherals to back it up. I didn't look. It's, I I'll believe need, it's yeah. close. But you're right. Um, I mean, if anything, but, it's definitely close. 
But today, I mean, one earned run over six innings when you walk three and hit a batter in the first and somehow we'll just through it. Thanks. I thought he walked three in the first. Well, two, two in the batter. first hit one and had an air. And there was yeah. an air. Yeah. So props to Mitch Geller. He, he kept them in the game, which is something he didn't do prior. And I am, I'm buying all the stock. He's becoming a serviceable major league pitcher. <clears throat> he had a two seven six ERA heading into the game with us since that. Yeah. So with today's start, he's definitely still sub three. Um, I- I'm with you. The first inning, I was just palm in the hand. Here we go. You know, we're, we're talking about Mitch Keller to the degree of he's interesting. Let's find this out, right, with this new pitch. And you're right. The two well, – I mean, the air didn't help anything, of course. Thank you, Hoy Park. But he gets the air to begin with. Then he walks two guys. He has the hit batter hits. There's two runs of scored, of course, one, as mentioned, earned. And it's just like the Pirates are pirating. Mitch Keller's coloring. And I'll say this. For, I mean, the, the outing wasn't great. You know, it wasn't great because, of course, the first inning. But my biggest takeaway was the fact that he had that first inning and he overcame that adversity. Because, like you said, the old Mitch Geller, that was it. That he, he was done. Head out of the game. After that first inning, you don't expect anything more. He's going to struggle. He's going to fear his pitches, fear guys getting on base, right? And he didn't. He still attacked. Like, he recovered. To me, that was the biggest takeaway from this game. The fact that he had the first inning and how he came out from it. And he's doing this really without striking guys out at a high clip the last two outings. He had four today. He had two the prior start. Two the last time. But yep. he's inducing first weak start, contact. Five, seven, two, and then four today. He's getting weak contact. He's keeping the ball on the ground, I think. Since he moved to the bullpen, I think I looked earlier. He's he was around the like fifty six percent ground ball rate, which is great. So, and he's keeping the ball in the ballpark. Yes, that big factor is keeping the ball in the ballpark for sure. And I, I'm with you. So, like you said, he's not striking out the guys like he maybe was beforehand, but in doing so, he was giving up a lot of home runs, right? A lot of runs. He's not striking out as much. He's giving up more hits per se, more contact, I should say, but very weak. And like you look today, two balls over 100 miles an hour. You know, one was the error. One was a line out. So we got somewhat lucky on that because it had expected batting average of 820. Um, but regardless, after that, it was still a lot of mid to weak contact. He's pitching. He's pitching the contact. He's pitching with confidence. And he's pitching. And we're at a point where it's not just a few outings. Bucko Mike just said it best. <laughs> He's getting outs. Yes. Like, think about this thing. A- again, like, we're, we're taking small wins, but with Mitch Keller right now, everything's small wins. And these are all, I look at this all like check marks. Like, he just check marked, he just hit this box. Again, you would expect him to just implode after today. And after that first inning where he pitched, and he pitched how many? What? Was it 27 he pitches was, the first inning? It was like at that? least 27. So he went six innings today. Like after that first inning, he, was he still like went 50 six. in the fifth. Yeah. And he ended up with just 
Uh, I'm trying to find it now. 92. Sorry. 92. Yes, 92. So, so again, not great. How how efficient he was throughout the rest of the game and stuff. I mean, huge, huge W to I, me in my mind. I thought you were going to ask how my brain knew that, but whatever. Your memory and that stuff, I don't need to ask. 56 strikes, which could be better, but once again, not having his best stuff, he was able to go pitch six innings. It, it was 53 strikes. Was it 53? I was close. It was 56. <laughs> yeah. But even worse, right. actually, than what you said. Yeah. But regardless. I'm buying stock, and I'm ready to continue to see Mitch Keller and maybe pencil him in as part of a future rotation. I am right there with you. Like, everything I'm seeing so far, it's been four starts. And albeit four starts isn't still, like, the largest sample size. It's not as if, like, okay, I'm sealed, done, delivered. Mitch Keller is this. But what I am seeing, this stuff does look sustainable doesn't seem like there's a lot of smoke and mirrors involved with this. You know, there was an actual fundamental change. Here's the performances. And unlike that first start you made really pointed out, and even the second one, it's not as if they're fooled and like not expecting this. They, they know it's coming now. So with these four starts, seeing how he's pitching, yes, I'm not out here saying he's going to be the top of the rotation guy. But the fact that I look at Mitch Keller and can confidently at this point in time say, I feel like he's a part of this rotation in the future. That in and of itself is huge right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is a giant step towards the pirates being competitive. And just to look at it, I had it pulled up earlier. I know you mentioned that there's no smoke and mirrors. It doesn't seem like since that may, I think it was May 18th. He went to the bullpen 24th. Oh, the bullpen. Yes. Yeah. So since the 18th, FIP 368, ERA 282. I don't believe that includes today's game, but the peripherals are there. Like, if he's a sub four ERA, we will gladly take that out of Mitch Keller. Absolutely. That's a Again, number that's, three. That's a good pitcher. Yeah. It's a good, it's a fine, it's a good pitcher. Like you said, it's a pretty good pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Especially if that's, and that's card. We're putting the cart before the horse here, but especially if he can show that he can get some distance in some of these ball games, which he's done lately. Correct. He's been able to run it up to, you know, that 100 pitches in a game. And a yep. lot of guys aren't doing that anymore. So, yep. Thrilled with him right now. Didn't think I'd say that after they moved him. I, I, I'm with you. At that point in time, when he went to the bullpen, that was the closest I ever felt that he is not going to be on this team next year. Like he mm-hmm. is, I'm not going to say short fire, but he's going to pitch the rest of the year just because they need him to, right? And they're going to give him every attempt to be something. But it was that point in time where I was like, you know what? I, I've never been more confident than now that I fear Mitch Keller is going to get DFA'd at the end of the year, like that bad. Yeah. And now and we're talking about it. he's part of the future, maybe a number three guy. Yeah. A lot can change in four weeks. Imagine just adding a two-seamer, <clears throat> Quinn Priester. <laughs> I mean, it's another guy to get excited about, too, though. Quinn Priester. today, I believe, right? At, I'm not sure. But regardless, this is a post-game show. We don't need to talk about Quinn right. Priester. <clears throat> no, no. So, anyways, yes, Mitch gets the job done, faces you know, adversity. He- 
check off the box, conquered it. Speaking of checking off those boxes, did uh, O'Neal Cruz come in and pinch hit today because he had to check off that box as well? <laughs> you know what? I can't confirm. I didn't look, but I, I'm thinking no. I'm, I'm assuming not as well. He didn't come to pinch hit today because, you know, I have to practice that. You, have to, you must take a full day to take one plate appearance and walk back into the dugout and be done. Yep. He, he had to Could you imagine that? that? Could you imagine like as a child, right? Your mom's like, go outside and practice. You go out there, you swing a bat three times, come inside. Like, I'm done. What'd you do? Well, I, was, I was practicing pitch hitting. I had to go in there for pinch hit. <laughs> so check that box off. I've, I've conquered pinch hitting. Yeah. Well, apparently just... he has done so recently. I guess so. But since, I mean, we're alluding to it, right? O'Neill Cruz is reportedly coming up tomorrow. So that's what they said about. So, yes, we'll, we'll, oh, it's confirmed, confirmed now. Eric Sheldon confirmed it. Nice. Nice. So we'll talk about it here after as well. But um, yeah, so Hayes again gets the job. Hayes. Um, Keller gets the job done. Let's talk about now. View comes in the relief. I liked the move. I put it out there. I like the move, putting him in there because we know how incompetent this bullpen is. I know he's a young, inexperienced arm, but even his first outing, he looked good enough. Just him really being good, the actually. unknown, I feel more comfortable than what the not good known is. And like he gets out of a jam too. He put himself, I mean, he put himself in the jam. Yeah. Like I'm not going to take Absolutely. that away. It was his fault. He wasn't pitching too great, but he gets out of it. So kudos to View. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Ex- we we talked before the show. I expect him to go down, but I want to see more in the bullpen with him because they have a lot of guys that can't throw baseballs in that bullpen, and they need to find some guys that can throw some baseballs. Yeah, I'm with you. He's done his job in AAA so far, right? In this small sample size, mm-hmm. he's doing his job here. He, he doesn't but... blow you away with stuff. He's like 92. The off speeds. Good enough. It's major league. It's a movement. Yeah, it's fine, but mm. they got a bunch of guys that can't throw strikes. He didn't throw strikes today, but for the most part of his career, he's kind of throwing strikes. I'd like to see a little bit more. I don't want to see Heath Henry. I'm sorry. Right, right. I don't want to see Anthony Bonda. I don't want to see these guys. Mm. Give me all the Neil no, guys. Have a point. And, and the thing, too, is View came in in a pretty high leverage spot. You know, it wasn't yeah. as if he would. The, the, the Pirates were down five by five runs at that point in time. So, yeah, came in a pretty high leverage spot. He did his job. wasn't great, but he did it. Bednar comes in for the two inning save. He's the one that gives up the home run. He's the one that ties the game. That's when I got nervous. I think all Pirates fans got nervous at that point in time. Like I joking, put out there, it's, you have any hope, and then this happens. It's gone. Uh-huh. Tied game, and you're just expecting right the Pirates to lose at this point in time. If Bednar can't save the game, then. That's that's the only strategy that Shelton has, right? That's how you win yeah. games. Yeah. Just hope your starter goes six, and then that day you throw David Bednar two-plus innings and 50 pitches and see if you can win. Right. That's the Pirates' formula for winning baseball games and hit four exactly. solo home runs. <laughs> right. Three coming from the same player. <laughs> <laughs> because they only have two that can, so... But yeah, so Bender comes in, he seals the deal. Uh, I mean, he still looked great. I, I know it was a blown save in that aspect, but David oh, Bender was doing David Bender stuff. He's just so stuff ridiculous. is so good. Stuff is so good. So good. 
So, so good. So two innings, four strikeouts, of course, the home run. But he just looks so good. So no loss. Yes. So no loss there for Bednar. Pirates still get the win. As a closer, he has three wins on this season. (laughs) Well, Um, someone's got a pitch on this team. They are, concerningly, they are starting to pile up his innings. I think he's at 33 innings or so this year, and we're in June. Yeah. And his usage has really increased lately. It's getting a little bit concerning. Like, you got to start finding some other guys that can get some outs. Well, that's the first problem. There's really not. But the second problem is, right, like you said, the usage. Like The the, the big issue is, first off, the team doesn't win. So it's just kind of crazy that a guy like David Benard would have so many outings because there's not many save opportunities. So he shouldn't, but it's because he goes two innings every single time, if not more. And that's where it comes up. And you're right. You know, like when he's going 30 to, geez, like you said, that one time, 50 pitch outings. It's a little concerning, but then again, he can rest for a week and call it a day because the Pirates don't need him. Because they win once a week. (laughs) Right. So like I said, it's a little concerning, but then again, he does get his rest. So I'm not too, too worried. But again, it's not something I, I really like to see. I don't know. He's they are piling up the innings. Like we might he might throw like 80 or 90 this year. That's I mean, a little probably, bit scary. I mean, he's on pace for over 70. I mean, he's he's on pace to be thrown like around 80. Yeah, and they've ramped up his usage usage a lot. So right. hopefully they they at least start to acquire some arms through whatever means that can find a way to get out like some reclamation mm-hmm. projects, but they got to find some guys or just maybe yeah. call up some guys and not have the Anthony bonds of the world coming in. So pretty solid game. Uh, you know, for the most part, both teams are kind of quiet as a four to three, the home runs is what did in for the pirates. Hoy park also added a home run that doesn't move any needle for me. Hoy Park, still Hoy Park. Even though O'Neill Cruz is coming up as we talked, O'Neill Cruz is coming up. Also, Blamadris is coming up. Not on the 40 man. So someone's got to go go. Any speculation right now? Now, for one, we got to discuss that the the roster needs trimmed down to 13 pitchers. So mm-hmm. one pitcher has to go to go, but then another guy's got to bounce. Yeah, so what's the date that they have to send a pitcher down? Do you know? Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. So I thought. Yeah. So you got to open up a roster. It could be a Hembry, possibly. It could. Is there anybody eligible to go on the 60 day? I mean, (laughs) look at that first. Uh, Well, no, because they just put. Smith and Jigma on there. Yeah, so I mean, Yu Chang is the one that jumps right out at you that they can probably just DFA now and yeah, nobody's going to miss him. But that doesn't solve I know, the I'm pitcher not. issue. I certainly am not going to miss Yu Chang. No. You can just go down that list though and 
pick guys that can probably be DFA'd. Like Yu Chang. You can go Van Meters getting close to coming off the IL. I mean, Hembry, Bonda, just throw a dart. I don't know. <laughs> cross, I think what makes sense out is David Bednar, cross out Will Crow, and then throw a dart at the rest of the names and let's go. There you go. I mean, and it makes sense. As far as guys being DFA'd, Hembry's certainly an option. Bonda's certainly an option. Chang's certainly an option, right? Now, I mean, a reliever has to go. I mean, you're calling up two bats. A reliever's got to go. Do you think it's going to be the reliever that's DFA'd or it's going to be Chang that's DFA'd? Who's I mean, I guess it doesn't option? truly matter, but... I said a reliever or... Oh. oh, my bad. Do you think it's going to be a reliever that's actually DFA'd? Is it going to be like one of Bonda or Hembry that's DFA'd or is it going to be Chang that's DFA'd? Truthfully, it would make more sense to go reliever there just yeah. because you have to trim down anyhow. So, so I'm kind of thinking it's cleaner that way. Based on this convo, maybe Chang gets DFA'd and then View gets optioned. That's possible as well. Which I feel like that's probably, what it's going to be, man. Yeah, I. you're probably not wrong. Yu Chang should not see the field now. I mean, you could also be, it could be Diego Castillo. Getting options. Right. I mean, they got a Good. handful. It could be Hoy Park. <laughs> they got so right. many. It, it could be Piguero. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad. Oh, that's Actually, that's probably what it is going to be. We oh, yeah. talked about this before the season started, or the season, before the postgame started. It probably is Piguero. Piguero's going to go back to double A. Yeah, Piguero will go down, but they still have to open up that spot. Anthony in the chat just said something. I oh, yeah, Kranich. I didn't know if they put him there yet. Um, yeah, it makes me think now. I don't think they did. I think I forgot. They. I don't think they have yet. So that could so, be the that could be it then. Kranich goes to the sixty day, opens up the spot, and then you're probably just it's yeah. probably View and Pagero. View and Pagero just go back down as right. is. Kranich yep. opens up the opens up, and then you have Bly. Which, geez. So Chang's going to be here. Park, Park's still going to be here. Whew. Yep. There's a lot of just randomness on this roster. How many They're middle infielders are there now? I know. Now we got outfielders playing first base. <laughs> yeah. Second baseman playing first base. Um, well, let's let's just talk about So that's probably what it's going to be then. Krennic goes into 60-day. View gets optioned. Piguero gets optioned. Cruz comes up. He's going to start short. Second base is probably going to be the mixture of all the other guys, right? Park's probably going to get in there. Castillo's probably going to get in there. Um, Chavis, Bly Madris at first. Maybe Bly sees some time in the outfield as well with uh, Kanan out. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think of it? I mean, obviously, we know about Cruz. Cruz deserves a spot. He's here finally. But I think we've talked enough about him since. What about Bly? What's your thought on bringing up Bly right now? I don't really have a thought on him. No? He's like 26 in AAA. I don't. I mean, maybe he, he figured something out. Um, I think you've alluded to it before. Some adjustments, adjustments were made last year that made you a little bit intrigued by him. I just never really read a little bit more into yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I'm with you. We've talked about this in the background. I don't hate like Blamadris. 
but I don't look at him as if he's like part of the future. He's probably a death piece, but it's one of those things too. It's like, you know, with, with everything they preach and stuff, like he, he's paid his dues. You know, he is performing in AAA. He's having an outstanding year right now in AAA. But mind you, like you said, he is 26 years old. I don't really look at him as like a prospect in that, in that realm of, you know, players, I guess. But he's earned his keep. And the way he is performing, you know, he has played two. I don't know if he started today at first base. If so, that'd be his third game at first. So they're trying at first base. So like I look at him as like they're they want to see what he's got. You know, he's doing this in AAA. Let's find out what you got. Like the rest of the kids, right? Let's find out what you got. Although he's not so much of a kid anymore. And I think what this also says, more importantly, as I, you know, we talked a little bit on Twitter today. But Mason Martin is just awful right now. And I feel like it was the like it was all the time when you know we all were talking about, of course, that's when Yoshi went down on May 24th. Mm-hmm. And when Yoshi went down, this, you know, Mason Martin was producing pretty well. That's when he like he slumped, but he came back. He was walking, he's striking out less, even though still over 30%, right? You're gonna live with that. So let's just call it Mason Martin, see what he's got. Dude, Tyler, I don't know if you know how bad he's been, but yeah. It's <laughs> been awful like his he is nowhere like, near pnc park his k rate jumped to like 37 percent on the year yes it was a 32 that, i think and in that stretch since may 24th um you know i forget that i don't have the numbers right now but i think it's like it's like 49 percent. like he's striking out basically half the time right now yeah yeah he's he's just an organizational depth guy at this point Hopefully, but back to but back to Bly, right? I know we mentioned that he's not a prospect. That's not saying that there isn't something possibly there with. I mean, we've seen it a lot of times with guys coming up, especially at maybe play a first base position, which he hasn't done much of. I mean, Garrett Jones, Max Muncie, there are a ton of guys down there that look like just crap, and then something clicked for him. So we're not saying that he's terrible and if he somehow pans out that's great obviously we'll take it but mm-hmm. he's just i'm not really buying into the one year you're 26 you're in triple a you're finally hitting I'm not saying it can't happen but right i'm leaning that it, it will not happen yeah that's like literally where i'm with you you know i just he was always interesting like to this degree he was never in any top prospect but he was always, to me, at least somewhat interesting. Um, you know, in 19, he had a pretty solid year in double A. Of course, 2020 was a lost season. So he gets lost in the shuffle. He comes back in 2021. Triple A, you know, what, 104 games. He had a 111 way to run created plus. You know, wasn't bad by any means. He held his own in triple A. But again, 25 years old, wasn't a top radar prospect list. So. You don't really think it too much. And then this year, as a 26-year-old, he goes back to AAA, and he's dominating, which like he should be performing. But then again, he is performing. So give him his credit. like Give him his call-up. Give him his shot. And they, they are. And they're doing it, by the way, of putting him on first base because there is just a complete black hole at first base right now. And we see it's not going to be Mason Martin filling it. So here you go, Blake. Here's your position to do it. So like I'm excited for him. Like I certainly want to see him succeed. But, you know, again, like with caution. Yeah, it's definitely interesting how they're just calling him up and putting him at first base position that he's hardly played and instead of 
and making them basically learn on the job. I mean, that's weird. I didn't like think, I, I thought you had to go back down to do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I thought they'd have to send them to double A to learn it, and then he can come back right. to triple A after he learns first base. But he's played two games there, and he's going to come to PNC Park and learn it. So maybe it's an organizational philosophy change. Yeah. Or now that Cruz is up here, you know, maybe today it changed. Now that they I, want to bring up Cruz. Donardo, they feel it's better to develop in the majors as of today. Donardo, <laughs> yeah. it's the point of the year that I have been waiting on. This team might finally become watchable. The people are here. It's the day I talked about before the season when we were previewing it. Sometime in June, there, the pieces will start to come up, and hopefully we won't have to watch a bunch of 29, 30-year-old quad A players running around on the field making errors. We can watch the 23-year-olds do that. Right. I'm with you, man. Like, so, I mean, obviously, again, like, O'Neill Cruz is coming up, and we know he's exciting. He's going to be exciting, and he's going to be a focal point a lot because we know what he can do with the bat, just the athlete he is. And here's the thing, too. Again, we understand he makes errors. The errors just aren't as important. And I'm sure, like, what he also brings with the glove that you don't see in the box score. But he will make errors. And, you know, people are going to go crazy on the errors. So, like, you're going to constantly hear O'Neill Cruz, good, bad, and different. So there's a polarizing, exciting player coming up. And then, you know, Blamadris is, again, he, he's interesting. It, I feel, here's the thing, though, too. He could be bad. Still one of the better options we had at first base all year. <laughs> so, so, like, that, again, you know what I mean? So, he, he presents something. We already have Keller turning around. Zach Thompson's pitching a bit better. JT Brubaker's pitching better. So, like, even the guys at the beginning of the year that were awful have stepped up a little bit. So, so you're right. Like, this team can become watchable and more interesting. And not just interesting because it's the guys of the future, but interesting because they might actually pull off some wins here and there. Right. And if they don't, we at least know the tuck and cover for the future. And it's going to be a long couple of years. Um, one more thing to note about Bly. Michael Chavis has kind of sucked. He's, he down to a, he's down to a 100 weighted runs created plus. Oh, boy. He's just an average player on a yeah, very bad team. Yeah, it's kind of like some asshole in our group text that was insulting us for saying he might be like Gabby Sanchez was wrong. You know, it's crazy you say that because, you know, this Michael Chavis, how godly he is, does only have a .2 war right now with the Pirates in um, basically a third of a season. So I'm sure if I look up Gabby Sanchez right now and just see what maybe he was doing with the Pirates, as awful as he was, I see a one war. I see a zero war. <laughs> so, I mean, hey. I'm just saying. Chib's an asshole. <laughs> but to your point, he has cooled off a bit. Um, I still, again, like I still, he's proven more to me this year, though than I expected. I think he could certainly be a serviceable platoon guy in the future and such. I don't hate Michael Chavis, but I think that's just simply what he is. 
Right? <laughs> I know it's so natural now. Just like I always just say Sondergrad all the time now because of Ryan. <laughs> so again, though, like, but that's that's a win. Like you do need those players. This team like, hardly even has platoon guys on. Right. No, he's useful. It's just one more poke at Jim. Right. And he's not to defend himself. So exactly. But tomorrow is O'Neill Cruz Day. I guess it is. How excited are you? I I don't wanna like we might have three batters in a row that we wanna watch. <laughs> That's hold on. First off, <laughs> pump the brakes. We're not even sure if we have O'Neill Cruz yeah. Day tomorrow. He's getting called up. The That's lineup's true. not out yet, Tyler. He's probably sitting. Yeah. I mean, they got to figure out to play one out of, well, one out of three days, but he right. wasn't technically there for one. But still. Swire got his call. He played three out of, what, seven games? Uh, you, you know what I mean? So he's probably going to get his, his call up and then sit. I know it's I'm a little gonna facetious there. Dude, but. I'm going to laugh so hard if they put Yu Chang at shortstop tomorrow and <clears throat> sit O'Neill Cruz. So it's Caleb Killian for the Cubs, who is a righty. So I don't know. Maybe Cruz will get the start. Maybe. <laughs> and then they'll sit him for a few <laughs> days. Right, right. <laughs> They're going to make him a platoon guy. <laughs> like Josh Bell when he first came up. <laughs> Josh Bell comes up. He gets a pinch hit and then maybe start a game out of like five and send him back right. down. After right. a double and a grand slam. Mm-hmm. Well, against the Cubs, right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so a good win today. Pirates pull it out. Tomorrow is O'Neill Cruz Day. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, we joke about that. Bly Madrid, I mean, I don't know if he's going to start or not. Probably not. He'll probably that one, sit. Probably too. not. Yeah, he'll probably sit. But, but anyways, so no corresponding moves have been made yet. This is what we're speculating right now it's going to be, but those two will be up here. That is confirmed. So I'm excited what tomorrow brings. It's the future. It's finally here. We don't have to worry and talk about Super 2 anymore. I guess going forward, everything is based on performance for the most part. So let's do it. Let's do it, guys. So we out of here. Any last words, Ty Ty? Nope. We'll see you tomorrow because I'm sure Jim won't be here. Yeah, I don't even know when he gets back, to be honest. God. Don't worry, we'll hold down the fort. As always. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts.